Dude, I was so upset. I didn't realize until I posted the picture on Instagram and I write, Discovery wasn't a great beer. And I'm looking at the picture. It fucking says IPA on it. <laughs> How did I not notice? Because I opened the bag when we left the Binnies just mm-hmm. to make sure. And I saw the green label. And I was like, perfect. We got it. And we're sitting here pouring it, tasting it. None of us looked at the fucking label. Jack was saying stuff about IPAs. And I'm thinking maybe he read the bottle, but just never said anything. Mm-hmm. But they look they look like identical shades of green. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing, really. And, and I think the IPA on Beer Advocate's website got a lower score. So the Discovery, I'd like to try the Discovery Amber Ale, like we intended. Uh, and it's it's supposed to get, be a higher score than the IPA. It's still 66, but... I feel like that IPA was just a sign that we shouldn't drink anything from them. I don't know, because they've got. I think oof. they've got better beers. I don't know about that, man. I, maybe I'll buy. I'll buy one bottle when I have a car, and I'm next time I'm at Penny's. I'll buy one bottle if I can find it, and then we can just taste it and mm. do we'll like a do bonus, a bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> redemption arc. Yes. To what is this? The forty or the fiftieth? The f- what? What are we on now? <laughs> Jumping around. Forty-five. Yeah, forty-fifth. Yeah, we're going to the forty-fifth episode of Beer and Fear. My name's Paige. My name's Zach. <laughs> this is a very aggressive episode. <laughs> our topic is asphyxiation or asphyxia. Hmm. Uh, that was on our list. It was. It was. Oh, hey, cool. Was interesting. Uh, first, you're choosing death. Then you're choosing asphyxia. I did claustrophobia, and then oh, yeah. I did asphyxia. Jeez, some dark episodes. Well, <laughs> beer and fear, baby. Uh, Bill said he was excited to check out um, claustrophobia. Oh, wait, no. What was the last one we just did? Green River Killer. Yeah. He's excited to check that one out. Oh, was he not excited for claustrophobia? Yeah, I thought that me. was a really nice episode. <laughs> no, I think you like that one, too. <laughs> but it was funny. Amy's filling me in. Everyone's cool. got to be your fan. Why can't I have fans? No, he likes your episodes, too. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm funny, too. <laughs> You're hilarious, Paige. Thanks, I needed that. Tell me about your week, bud. Anything new? It was my week. I started training. Oh, yeah. At work, so I started on Sunday. That's fun. He means he's training other people, not he's training. Yeah, correct. Good distinction. Uh, I am training other people now after... Having worked there for just over two years, it feels like not enough time, but it seems to be going well so far. I've got a, a trainee who's like knows what they're doing, pretty competent, in my opinion, ready to be off on their own. I'm glad they put me with someone not like brand new, so I'd probably go insane. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun. It's good. It's different. It's a nice change for me at work. So mm-hmm. the only downside is that I don't have as much time to get personal things done at work. So like I would I used to do my research at work yeah. for episodes and I did it last night when I got home at like one in the morning. You silly bean. Crammed all my research in last minute. Um, but I'll cram you in last minute. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun. Uh, besides that, 
since last episode have just been working. Um, I took my stitches out last night. I saw. Yeah. Didn't the doctor tell you not to do that? I don't know. I don't think he explicitly told me not to. Didn't he say you were supposed to wait a while? No, he said seven days. Oh, seven days. Okay. It was six days. And I mean, oh, he was talking about the scarring would take a while. Yes. That's yeah, right. Yeah, scarring will take a few months. But yeah, he said generally they, I think they say like five to seven days. You should wait seven days. You should wait a little bit longer just because it was, I guess, a deeper gash. But um, don't talk about your gash. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I was going to get this done because I didn't want to go all the way back to Edwards and Naperville. Mm hmm. I couldn't go to my primary doctor because he's booked until next month. Um, <clears throat> and then I didn't want to go to urgent care because they'd probably charge me. Oh, up the wazoo. Yeah. So I looked at it online. I was like, is this really hard to do? No, it's not. So I did it on my <laughs> no, own. No, it's not. I had a martini and then, oh I, and then I took my stitches out of my face. Wait, did you keep the stitches? Own. No. Damn it. <laughs> You're... <laughs> You weirdo. <laughs> no, I did not. I'll but, add them to my Zach shrine. But it looks good, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The scarring's not bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a badass. Held up pretty well. Yeah, I, I dig I it. Definitely didn't need more scars on my face after the ones that I got when I was little. But, no, don't uh, worry, you look good. <laughs> it's like a whole vibe. So it saved me a trip and saved me some money. So it wasn't too hard. That's it. That's all I got. You. Thanks for asking. <laughs> just assumed you would just jump in um unpacking working and i'm going to vegas that's uh you're going to vegas you're leaving tomorrow yeah i leave tomorrow pretty early um by the time you listen to this she's back yes but uh yeah exciting but uh, i'm pretty excited about it get to see my parents renew their their vows very beautiful um and i get to go to vegas and i also my sisters are doing a thing at a pretty popular like world-renowned tattoo shop called coolsville tattoo hmm. they do ten dollar tattoos okay so i'm going and getting two new tattoos excellent so i'm pretty excited about I'm jealous that. are you gonna gamble uh yeah but i'm like probably just gonna do like the penny slots and just be like oh i gambled and then just go to the pool <laughs> <laughs> i don't have like an allure to gambling i don't find it like like oh my god this is fun the risk yeah. I, I don't know how to play poker i don't know how to play blackjack i don't know any of that there's so much fun i don't get it so like, and it's like, oh, be a badass, count your cards. It's like, what? What does that mean? I'm so confused. I don't know. I definitely you can uh, you can obsess over it and like try to get really good at it. But I feel like if I got to go to Vegas, I would want to try and gamble and do like all the different games. Try blackjack. Try roulette. Yeah. Try slots. And and not be good at it. And if I lose money, I lose money. And I'll, I'll be you know they say whenever you go to gamble, be prepared to lose money. Never be prepared to yeah, win. Yeah, I'd rather just do the slots. Yeah. Because I don't know anything Easy. about like the card games at all. They're so I would just, I would lose exorbitant amount of money. I would bet something <laughs> and it would be like a large sum and they'd be like, oh my God, she must have good cards. Yeah, you could throw people off <laughs> for how new you are. Because I just don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. It's like, okay, we're going to play blackjack. And I'm just like, I've got my, my poker face. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I swear. <laughs> Excellent. No one can tell what kind of cards I have because I don't even know what kind of cards <laughs> I, I have. What is that, a four? I don't know. So that's, that's that's what's going on for me. Exciting. Very much so. Are you, how, um, What percentage of unpacking have you finished? I have gotten... Oh, I sold my mirror. Okay. And I sold my 43-inch TV. Mm. So my smaller one. I finally got those out of there. Um, so I still have boxes that I need to get to, but... I needed to clear out some space. Yeah. 
because it was just so crowded. Pretty cramped in there. It was a little bit. Yeah. So I, I cleared out some space. It's much better now. Cool. I want to stop by and uh, check it out. Yeah, you can help me unpack. <laughs> For sure. We are doing a brewery we've done already. Okay. St. Arant again. St. Arant again. <laughs> All right. This is what happens when I buy my beers in bulk in one go. I just see like labels that I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. And I don't check the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, what could this be? Well, we've uh, both beers we've tried from St. Arant have been incredible. Exactly. So I'm excited. Well, didn't you just put the Terror Dome at near like number one? Yeah, number one. Okay. So this one I'm pretty excited about. It's pretty interesting. There's not a huge connection, though. <laughs> this is called Apricot Grunt. I'm not going to go over St. Arant because we did it already, yes. but, you know, they don't have a brewery. They are inspired by craft brewers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We all know the... the St. Arant story. Yeah, the jive. It is an apricot cobbler kettle sour ale. Whoa. I am so excited for this. A sour. Get to do an- another sour. That's exciting. This sounds like something we've never had before. So, uh, Apricot Grunt came out September 15th, 2020. Cool. Uh, it's our new fruited sour packed with fresh juicy apricots and finished with cinnamon graham crackers and vanilla beans. Warm notes of baked crumble, waves of apricot jam. This one is perfect for the soon approaching cool nights and crisp mornings because this came out in... All right, we're in summer now. <laughs> so it's a sour... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Because <laughs> uh, BRB says it's a Berliner Weiss. Bil, bil, oh. bil, bil. Okay. It doesn't have a score. Uh, no rating. Uh, average is 4.12. Um, and its ABV is 6.6%. How many uh, How many ratings? If it averages 4.12, how many ratings is that? Three. Oh, three ratings? Mm-hmm. All right. Still a solid score. Very small ratings, though. Yeah. Apricot. Say it again. It's an apricot something with graham cracker or something. Um, so it's fresh, juicy apricots with cinnamon, graham cracker, and vanilla beans. Oh, that sounds incredible. That's it. Cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did that wrong. What? It's blackberry grunt, not apricot grunt. <laughs> <laughs> This, their, their labels are like the same. They have bears on them. I have to redo that. <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> we're on a roll for talking about beards that we're actually not drinking on the show. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Blackberry Grunt. Yeah. Looking at, <laughs> taking a look at the actual can. Silly page. Okay. It's still the same thing, basically. It's uh, Berlina Weiss, but the difference is the ABB is 7%. And this one has an average score or an average rating of 383 but it only has two reviews. Okay. Okay, so Blackberry Grunt is the second edition to their cobbler-inspired fruit beers. This one came out May 12th. That makes more sense as to why it was on the shelves. Okay. Oh, this year? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, bright and tart berry, warming cinnamon-rich vanilla brings you back to the easy days of mom's fresh-baked summer pies cooling on the patio. The color is very interesting. I bet it's going to be purple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Not a clue. Well, this is uh, this is cool. It's a little more fitting for summer, which we are in. Makes a little more sense. So. It's got a little bear in a well with a little little hat, a little, a little, hat. Ba- a little bucket hat. Uh, blackberry cobbler sour ale. 
Urban Brew Labs. Oh, shit. Where it was brewed. Um, I think that was where they, they went to that wedding. And Urban the artwork is by Hugo Trejo. Same guy. Hugo Trejo's got a lot of skills. 7% ABV. Exciting. I can smell it already. Look at the color. Oh my god, that smells so good. Bruh. It looks like fruit punch. I want to wear this. Like, I want to I wanna bathe in this. I just, yeah, I just want to keep smelling. <laughs> that is so good. We're drinking this out of wine glasses because I don't have sour. That is a deep red. That's almost magenta. Oh my god, it smells just like blackberries. Oh, holy crap. I just want to drink this so bad right now. My mouth is watering. Yeah, just overwhelmingly um, berry smell. It looks like wine. It's got the color of a you know deep very, wine. Very deep. Mm-hmm. And the smell is so inc- carbonated, incredible. Very, so very sweet. Carbonated. I'm, I, it smells like pure blackberries. A little bit of raspberry smell to it, kind of. But, yeah. you know, like if you were to go pick a blackberry off of a bush and just like bite into it, it just smells like that. Incredible. I'm excited. You can taste every part of it. Oh, my goodness. What the fuck? It's the perfect type of sour. It really is unbelievable. You can taste the cinnamon. You can taste the vanilla. Yep. They are so good at honing down what they are brewing. And the finish is just so pleasant. It's just sweet. Yes. And crisp and bright. It's refreshing. Yeah, it's just, it leaves you wanting to go back for more. Perfect amount oh. of carbonation mm. and tingle. There's not, it's not overwhelming. I feel like I'm biting into a pie. Yes, it's, it's, it's like juice essentially. It's, it is. I, I would, but it's still got that little, that little twang. Yeah, a little, little fermenty. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like less, less um, than the beer you were allergic to, um, the fruit punch, mm. brunch punch. Less so than Brunch Punch. I feel like Brunch Punch had a little more sourness to it. Um, not as much fruit. This has definitely more fruit than Brunch Punch did. Um, that was still a very good beer that I, I enjoyed, but this is like taking that to another level, in my opinion. And for being a sour beer, a sour ale, not overwhelming at all. Mm-mm. It's it's perfectly balanced. Sweetness, sour, they just work together. Have you so had a burp well. yet? Um, I had one earlier, but oh, no complaints. Love it. <laughs> this Even is, the burp is good. This is great. Three for three, guys. St. Arant needs all the love it can get. You are you are killing it. They honestly are. Jeez. Deserve more attention and appreciation than you guys are getting, honestly. Now I'm very curious about Apricot Grunt. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining. Um, I guess you could make an argument about asphyxia, you know, if, if uh, you're stuck in a well like that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that they, because I thought it was apricot grunt. So I was like, they both start with a (laughs) (laughs) apricot asphyxia. It's one and the same. The letter a look out. What would this pair well with? Uh, something not sweet. Um, maybe something creamy. 
Maybe not something like tart and sweet, but something creamy. I was thinking like ice cream, maybe. Mm. Um, like vanilla ice cream. Because it's themed after a cobbler. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, something, you know, opposite end. Yeah, I think opposite end of the spectrum. Something that's sweet and tart. So something a little more uh, basic. And uh, when I say basic, I mean the opposite of acidic. When you say sweet and tart, I'm thinking opposite being a big old fucking piece of steak. Sure, yeah. not Maybe not necessarily savory, but I don't know. Like maybe like a salad? I can't imagine this with a salad. I don't know. It'd have to be like a vinaigrette salad. Good question. Asphyxia, or asphyxiation, is a condition of deficient supply of oxygen to the body that arises from abnormal breathing. An example of asphyxia is choking. Asphyxia causes a generalized hypoxia, which affects primarily the tissues and organs. Um, I believe hypoxia is like the lack of oxygen in your bloodstream. There are many circumstances that can induce asphyxia, all of which are characterized by an inability of an individual to acquire sufficient oxygen through breathing for an extended period of time. Asphyxia can also cause coma or death. In 2015, about 9.8 million cases of unintentional suffocation occurred, which resulted in 35,600 deaths. So it's up there. The word asphyxia is from ancient Greek. A, meaning without, Mm -hmm. and sphyxis, meaning squeeze, (laughs) um, or throb of heart. It says squeeze and then throb of heart. Throb your heart. Without throbbing of heart. Interesting. Situations that can cause asphyxia include, but are not limited to, airway obstruction, uh, the constriction uh, or obstruction of airways, such as from asthma, laryngospasm, or simple blockage from the presence of foreign materials, from being in environments where oxygen is not readily available, such as underwater, in a low oxygen atmosphere, or in a vacuum, or environments where sufficiently oxygenated air is present but cannot be adequately breathed because of air contamination such as excessive smoke. Makes sense. Other causes of oxygen deficiency include, but are not limited to, acute respiratory distress syndrome, carbon monoxide inhalation, contact with certain chemicals, drowning, drug overdose, exposure to extreme low pressure or vacuum from spacesuit damage. Pretty specific. Hanging, self-induced hippocapnia. Self-induced hippocapnia. Hippocapnia. That is the reduced carbon dioxide in the blood by hyperventilation as in shallow water or deep water blackout and the choking game. You know the choking game? I do know the choking game. It's fucking dumb. Don't play the choking game. Kids. Kids. Kids that are listening to this. Yes, young young children that listen to this R-rated podcast about alcohol. I had people in high school who played that. I watched them play it. What about Chubby Bunny? Oh, yeah, that's also dangerous. Mm-hmm. GMM did Chubby Bunny. I'm surprised one of them didn't die. That's also dangerous. Um, inert gas asphyxiation, congenital central hypoventilation syndrome, respiratory diseases, sleep apnea, a seizure which stops breathing activity, strangling, breaking the windpipe, or prolonged exposure to chlorine gas. Smothering. Smothering is a mechanical obstruction of the flow of air from the environment into the mouth and or nostrils, for instance, by covering the mouth and nose with a hand, pillow, or plastic bag. Smothering can either be partial or complete, where partial indicates that the person being smothered is able to inhale some air, 
although less than required. In a normal situation, smothering requires at least partial obstruction of both the nasal cavities and the mouth to lead to asphyxia. In some cases, when performing certain routines, smothering is combined with simultaneous compressive asphyxia. One example is overlay. In which an ad- I didn't know this had a name. In which an adult accidentally rolls over onto an infant during co-sleeping, an accident that often goes unnoticed and is mistakenly mistakenly thought to be sudden infant death syndrome. I didn't know those called overlay. Sad. Other accidents involving a similar mechanism are cave-ins, or when an individual is buried in sand or grain. In homicidal cases, the term burking is often ascribed to a killing method that involves simultaneous smothering and compression of the torso. The term burking comes from the method William Burke and William Hare used to kill their victims during the Westport murders. They killed the usually intoxicated victims by sitting on their chests and suffocating them by putting a hand over their nose and mouth while using the other hand to push the victim's jaw up. I should have asked if you talked about that. The corpses had no visible injuries and were supplied to medical schools for money. I'm going to talk about a couple types of asphyxia. There's compressive asphyxia, also caused, uh, also called compression, is mechanically limiting expansion of the lungs by compressing the torso, preventing breathing. Dramatic asphyxia, or crush asphyxia, usually refers to compressive asphyxia resulting from being crushed or pinned under a large weight or force or in a crowd rush. An example of traumatic asphyxia is a person who jacks up a car to work on it from below and is crushed by the vehicle when the jack fails. Constrictor snakes, such as boa constrictors, kill through slow compressive asphyxia, tightening their coils every time the prey breathes out rather than squeezing forcefully. I didn't know that. Anytime the prey exhales, it squeezes. (laughs) Snakes are badass. Snakes are badass. In fatal crowd disasters, compressive asphyxia from being crushed against the crowd causes all or nearly all deaths rather than blunt trauma from trampling. Uh, I read this and was instantly reminded of a Pearl Jam concert in Roskilde, Denmark in 2000, which resulted in nine deaths and 26 injuries due to the crowd rushing to the front row of general admission. Hmm. They were playing their set. They got about maybe three or four songs in. Crowd rushed forward. Security had to stop, and uh, that was the end of their set. And then they canceled a lot of shows after that. Mm. Um, They made a song called Love Boat Captain, which references the tragedy with the line, quote, lost nine friends will never know two years ago today. When performed in concert, lead singer Eddie Vedder modifies the lyric to reflect the passage of time since the tragedy. So we'll say lost nine friends we never know uh, 10 years ago today, 15 years ago today song in confined spaces people are forced to push against each other evidence from bent steel railings and several fatal crowd accidents has shown horizontal forces of over 4500 newtons or 1000 pounds of pressure that's insane crowd rushing forward and bending steel railings with 1000 pounds of pressure Positional or restraint asphyxia is when a person is restrained and left alone prone, such as in a police vehicle, and is unable to reposition themselves in order to breathe. The death can be in the vehicle or following loss of consciousness to be followed by death while in a coma, having presented with anoxic brain damage. The asphyxia can be caused by facial compression, neck compression, that's relevant, or chest compression. This occurs mostly during restraint and handcuffing situations by law enforcement, including psychiatric incidents. 
the weight of the restraints doing the compression may contribute to what is attributed to positional asphyxia, therefore passive deaths following custody restraint that are presumed to be the result of positional asphyxia may actually be examples of asphyxia occurring during the restraint process. Um, there's perinatal asphyxia. Perinatal asphyxia is the medical condition resulting from deprivation of oxygen, hypoxia, to a newborn infant long enough to cause apparent harm. It results most commonly from a drop in maternal blood pressure or interference during delivery with blood flow to the infant's brain. This can occur as a result of inadequate circulation or perfusion, impaired respiratory effect, or inadequate ventilation. There's mechanical asphyxia. Classification of different forms of asphyxia vary among literature, with differences in defining the concept of mechanical asphyxia being the most obvious. In DeMeo and DeMeo's 2001 textbook on forensic pathology, mechanical asphyxia is caused by pressure from outside the body restricting respiration. According to DeMeo and DeMeo, mechanical asphyxia encompasses positional asphyxia, traumatic asphyxia, and human pile deaths. In Scrum and Ramsey's 2007 textbook on forensic pathology, mechanical asphyxia occurs when any mechanical means cause interference with the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the body. According to Scrum and Ramsey, mechanical asphyxia encompasses smothering, choking, positional asphyxia, traumatic asphyxia, wedging, strangulation, and drowning. And then lastly, there's erotic asphyxiation which I'm not going to talk about. Why not? <laughs> a lot of famous people died from that. Uh, the only note I have in here is uh, the sixth episode, season two of Bojack Horseman, autoerotic asphyxiation and celebrity deaths are recurrent discussions. you remember that episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you have finished the series. Bojack has that thing set up in his room. Yes. Just <laughs> this to is get how her, I die. Just to get her to say <laughs> she loved them. What an unsavory character. <laughs> uh, no, that's all I have to say about Erotic asphyxiation. If you have more to add, you can. But I don't. <laughs> I got a list of people that choked to death and the things they choked on. 405 BC, Sophocles choked on a grape seed and a cup of wine. Now, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do for a choking episode? Why would you do choking and why would you do choking as an episode? Because it's different than asphyxia. I guess it is. <laughs> Continue. No, it's fine. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do this episode anymore. I give up. I just, quit. I retire. I'm brainstorming here. I'm going to do a choking episode. We don't have to do one. Yeah. I think choking was on the list, but this kind of... I mean, it ties in. I can do something else. Uh-oh. I have other stuff. I have hanging. I have notes on hanging. Hanging can be an, uh, its own episode. I think hanging would be a better episode than choking. Okay. Yeah. Don't let me interrupt. Stop you from doing the reckless. I can taste the vanilla in this. I told you you could taste the vanilla. Circa 200. Lucius Fabius Silo. Silo. Lucius Fabius. Lucius Fabius. Uh, perished from choking on a single hair in a drought of milk. 1065. Godwin, Earl of Wessex, was 55 was reported to have choked to death at a Winchester banquet with Edward the Confessor after asking God to witness his claimed innocence in the death of Edward's brother. Guess that didn't work out really well. Guess he was guilty. How do you choke on a hair? I don't really fucking know. 
1960, Air Marshal Sobroto Mukherjee. Sobroto Oh, yeah, Sobroto Mukherjee. Mukherjee. Yeah. 49. First chief of the air staff of the Indian Air Force died on 8th November of 1960 at Tokyo by choking on a piece of food lodged in his windpipe. 1967, Jimmy Fox was a Major League Baseball player. He died by choking on a bone. He was 59. Maybe eating like a wing or something? Maybe. 1970, Jimi Hendrix, 27, choked on his aspirated vomit while unconscious with barbiturates. I know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah. That's, um, spoilers, Breaking Bad, which you didn't watch, how uh, Jesse's girlfriend dies. She chokes on a... She aspirated on her own vomit. Uh, she was sleeping, and uh, they had just done heroin. And she vomited. I will not be watching Breaking Bad anytime soon. Uh, 1978, Dinglefoot... 72, well-known British politician and brother to future Labor Party leader Michael Foote died in Hong Kong after choking on a bone in a chicken sandwich. Dinglefoot and Michael Foote? Dinglefoot and Michael Foote. 1983, Tennessee Williams died after choking on a bottle cap. He was 71. He was trying to get the beer open, maybe, with his teeth. I just wanted to know what a bottle cap tasted like. 2017, American rapper Prodigy was 42. He died by accidental choking. I didn't know uh, Prodigy died from choking. I didn't know you know who Prodigy was. Oh, I'm thinking of the Prodigy. That's a band. Oh. Um, I was going to go into the choking game as well. Sure. So it refers to intentionally cutting off oxygen to the brain with the goal of inducing temporary loss of consciousness and euphoria. Mm. Limited research has been conducted regarding motivations for practicing the fainting game, although thrill-seeking has been identified as a risk factor, as has the perception that it is a low-risk activity. So reasons stated to do the choking game are peer pressure, uh, curiosity, uh, a belief that it can induce a brief sense of euphoria and the process, uh, the prospect of intoxication. I mean, you could say the same about drugs. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like why people try marijuana for the first time when they're young. Yeah. Reasons for practice are distinct from erotic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Field, chairman of the Royal College of General Practitioners in London, which badass title, claims that the fainting game is pursued uh, primarily by children and teens to get a high without taking drugs. Children aren't playing this game for sexual gratification. Right. It is frequently confused with erotic asphyxiation, which is oxygen deprivation for sexual arousal. Unlike erotic asphyxiation, practice of the fainting game appears to be uncommon in adulthood. Right. There are two main mechanisms behind many variations of this practice, both resulting in cerebral hypoxia. Uh. Hypoxia. Hypoxia. (laughs) The two mechanisms tend to be confused with each other or treated as one, but are quite dissimilar, although both have the potential to cause permanent brain damage or death. The two mechanisms are strangulation and self-induced hypocampia. Hypocampia? Hypocampia. Hypocampia. And work as follows. So you went over strangulation, right? Um, yeah, like the mechanical and constrictive asphyxia. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So a ligature such as a belt or rope around the neck or hands or arm pressure on the neck compresses the internal car- uh, car- car- cardioid. Car- 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 carotid. Carotid. You got it. <laughs> Artery. Apart from the direct, rest- uh, direct restriction of blood to the brain, there are two significant responses produced by pressing on the neck. 
pressing on the carotid arteries also presses on the baroreceptors, baroreceptors. Sure. These bodies then cause vasodilation, dilation, dilation, dilation. I'm nailing it. I did chug that beer. (laughs) In the brain, leading to insufficient blood to to perfuse the brain with oxygen and maintain consciousness. A message is also sent via the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve. Vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I always go for the heart A. To the main pacemaker of the heart to cre- decrease the, va- the rate and volume of the heartbeat, typically by a third. In some cases, there is evidence that this may escalate into a systole. You don't know? I don't know either. A form of cardiac arrest. Oh. That is difficult to treat. Hmm. The second mechanism requires hyperventilation or forced overbreathing until symptoms of hypocapnia, such as tingling, lightheadedness, or dizziness are felt, followed by a breath hold. This alone is enough to cause a blackout, but it is widely believed that the effect is enhanced if lung air pressure is increased by holding the breath hard or bearing down, such as tightening the diaphragm as in a forced exhalation while allowing no air to escape or mm-hmm. having an assistant apply a bear hug. Mm-hmm. Have you ever blacked out from lack of air or oxygen? Have you no. ever blacked out in general? Mm, no, I don't think I've ever passed out. It is not fun. You feel like you are going to vomit. I imagine. Yeah. Like all of your systems in your body are like on red alert and they yeah. fucking shut down and do some weird shit. Yeah. And then you faint. It is not a good time. The hyperventilation leads to an excessive elimination of carbon dioxide, whereas no significant additional amounts of oxygen can be stocked in the body, as only carbon dioxide is responsible for the breathing stimulus after hyperventilation. Breath can be held longer until cerebral hypoxia occurs. The blood also becomes abnormally alkaline as a result of the excessive elimination of carbon dioxide. This subsequent rise in blood pH is termed alkalosis, Hmm. I think. Alkalosis interferes with normal oxygen utilization by the brain. The symptoms of alkalosis are neuromuscular irritability, muscular spasms, tingling, and numbness of the extremities and around the mouth and dizziness or giddiness, often interpreted as a sense of euphoria. Mm -hmm. In the body, alkalosis generally induces... um, vasodilation, widening of the blood vessels, but in the brain alone, it causes vasoconstriction, narrowing of the blood cells, or vessels, Hmm. sorry. Interesting. This vasoconstriction appears to be made even worse by a sudden increase in blood pressure caused by squeezing or holding the breath hard. The alkalosis-induced euphoria can be followed rapidly by hypoxia-induced unconsciousness. Uh, because the brain cannot store reser- uh, reserves of oxygen and unlike other organs has an exceedingly low tolerance of oxygen dep- uh, deprivation, it is highly vulnerable if vasoconstriction is not reversed. Normally, if the brain is hypoxic, autonomous systems in the brain uh, in the body divert blood to the brain at the expense of other organs. Because the brain is vasoconstricted, this me- uh, mechanism is not available. Vasoconstriction is only reversed by the buildup of carbon dioxide in the blood through suspension of breathing. In some versions, the bear hug is replaced by pressure on the neck, in which case blackout is a hybrid of strangulation and self-induced hypocapnia. Mm-hmm. Or hippocapnia. I don't know which one. Are you just sniffing the beer? It smells so fucking good. Yeah, so it's... Because I watched my friends do this in high school. It's less lack of oxygen. It's more just pressure on your uh, carotid which uh, is the largest blood vessel that supplies blood to your brain. And then the lack of oxygen in your brain causes you to black out or pass out. Mm -hmm. And then 
once the person falls, you know, unconscious, letting go of that pressure instantly relieves everything. And then the person can wake up generally pretty quickly. So I watched someone do this. They did a, a chokehold on someone and all they had to do was, you know, constrict a little bit and uh, about six seconds, you know, six, eight seconds is all it took. And then they kind of fell limp and they let go and maybe about two to three seconds later, they came to again and uh, they were just very out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just it wasn't fun to watch, but they were just uh, he volunteered to do it. And the dude uh, who performed it like was in martial arts and he knew how to do some crazy shit. So it was interesting. It's kind of scary, though. You're interesting. An activity that deprives the brain of oxygen has the potential to cause moderate to severe brain cell death, leading to permanent loss of neurological function, ranging from difficulty in concentration or loss of short-term memory uh, capacity through severe lifelong mental disability to death. Statistics on fatalities and neurological damage are controversial. No definitive empirical study exists, although the indications are that the practice is a significant contributor to death and disability, particularly among male juveniles in most developed countries. Many believe that deaths are significantly underreported because of false attributions to suicide. One study by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, found sufficient evidence to indicate that since 1995, at least 82 youths between the age of 6 and 19 have died in the United States as a result of the game, being roughly 1% of the deaths attributed to suicide by suffocation in the same age group. The CDC encourages parents, educators, and healthcare providers to familiarize themselves with the signs of the game. Mm-hmm. These include dis- a discussion of the game, bloodshot eyes, marks on the neck, severe headaches, disorientation after spending time alone, ropes, scarves, and belts tied to bedroom furniture or doorknobs found not or, or found knotted on the floor, and unexplained presence of things like dog leashes, choke collars, and bungee cords. Yeah, it would raise some questions for me I as a parent. Raise some alarms for me. <laughs> Just kind of be like, Jimmy, what are you doing? We don't have a dog. (laughs) Why do you have a choke collar? We don't have any pets. But yeah, that's it. It's uh, frightening. Don't play it. Play Chubby Bunny, though. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Please don't. You could just, it's so easy to just go to Walmart and buy some of that compressed air. Just huff some of that, okay? It does the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you don't have... Preach, buddy. Exactly. So... I want Chipotle. We can get Chipotle right now. We should. Let's fucking do it. You want to... You you finished the episode. I feel like I'm always doing it. What are you talking about? What would you think of the beer? I, oh, I meant... Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah. I meant the rest of it after... The important part. What did you think of the beer? I still have uh, some in my glass. I and downed it. Oh my goodness. Exactly, exactly as you said. Everything is in there. We've had beers in the past before where it's like, oh, this is a fruit ale and there's no fruit at all in, in the beer. Uh, it's very, it's like hiding. But you talked about blackberry, cinnamon, vanilla. That's all there in the smell. I can smell all of those things. And they, they mingle together perfectly. And then the taste is the same. I know. They're it's all like present. you get every single level of what they described, and I appreciate that so much. And Saint Laurent is just knocking it out of the fucking park. This is incredible. Um, yeah, it it definitely 
I don't know. Between this and Terradome, it's it's a close. Um, Terradome was better. I liked, yeah, I liked Terradome. I mean, and they're two different things. One's a sour ale, one's an actual, like, double dry hopped IPA. So they're very different yeah. beers. But this is, fuck, you guys are killing it. All right. Props to you. This is an incredible beer. I loved it. Anything to add? I agree with you. I think that it's impressive that you can taste every level of what they were trying to go through instead of just like listing it on the website and hoping that you could taste it. Like some beers that are just like, oh, this is citrus and passion fruit and Mm -hmm. mango. And it's like, I only taste hops. Yeah. This was delicious. It was well balanced. I mean, compare it to like Three Floyds there, the sour ale that we tried. What was it called? The watermelon one. Oh, was that Three Floyds? No, I don't think that was Three Floyds. I'm pretty sure that was Three Floyds. No, it was, um, was that? No, that wasn't Hubbard's. I thought that was a new brewery. I'm looking. Um, it was the Brunch Punch. Secret Savages, Three Floyds. Why do you question me? Oh, you're talking, okay, sorry. So that was the, yeah, that was the Wild Ale. I thought you were talking about Maplewood's Brunch Punch. No. Okay. No, compare it to that sour. Sure. You know, where it was just like. Yes. This is okay. watermelon. I get what you're saying. But it's not good watermelon. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like too much. It's too wild. Yeah. It was too wild. And I know we're comparing different yeah, types of beers. That was its own kind of it's beer. It's its own different style. Yeah. But, you know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, it's well balanced and it's just, it's delicious from smell to taste overall and appearance wise as well. It's just very well done. I want this as like a candle. You know, I would, I would, I would wear it as a perfume. Cinnamon, blackberry, vanilla. Perfect. A little bit surprised by the cinnamon Mm -hmm. for it being like a summer beer. I don't really associate cinnamon with summer. Sure. I think it, it works well with the other two flavors though. I mean, yeah, not to question that it doesn't work well, but I would have done like, if there was a way to get like a cream involved of some kind or like a lactose. Yeah. Maybe make it a little bit different, but. Overall, great beer. I'm upset that there's not more in this can. <laughs> <laughs> you can have another. Feel free. I and just I, have to shave, uh, save one for Zach. Or for Jack. For Jack? Yeah. No, one well, you should have the other one. It's your beer. I won't drink it. It's your... You can have it. All right. Anyways, beerandfearcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, Twitter, um, and in the dark alley down the street by your house watching you. Mm-hmm. And we'll be the, um, the three toddlers stacked on top of each other in a in trench, trench coat. coat with a hat. Yep. Yeah, that's us. Reach out if you have any questions. All correspondence goes through that. Yeah, through through the <laughs> toddler in the trench coat. <laughs> Am I missing anything? Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Um, there's some uh, numbers on our socials. That's kind of weird. What? There's numbers. There was like a... I don't know if you saw the post, but there was like... There was a 14. There was a 13. There was a 12. Anyways, have a good day.